help your journey with Virginia and her vagina. It could only happen with Henry, because Henry was her husband and Victoria was his faithful wife. And it happened during, no, actually, just after their Saturday night bounce. Usually their bounce bounced on top of the sheets. Sometimes on the floor, sometimes on the kitchen table, in the dining room. In fact, there were very few places in the flat where they had not bounced, and always on a Saturday night. And the event, you must realise, that when it happened, it was dramatic, even shattering, and not painless. Henry had rolled off his happily panting wife Saturday night satisfied. To his surprise, his roll was accompanied. Victoria finished on top, still panting. This was unusual. It had been quite a long, fulfilling bounce, but obviously Victoria wanted more, so he obliged. This time, it was her roll-off that was followed by Henry, smiling tightly on top of her. I can't, she gasped. Not again. Neither can I. Henry did not gasp. He croaked. It was not exactly a staring match, but each was looking at each other expecting movement. But they couldn't. Move, that is, apart, away from each other, disentangle, withdraw, pop out. None of the descriptions would work. Why don't you relax? Henry had never had to ask a woman if he could leave before. I have. Virginia was not being helpful. Slide your hands between us and push me away. I can't, you're too close. Now Virginia was being awkward. They were Siamese twins joined at their sexes. This fact was established after half an hour of turns, twists, hanging on bedposts and dangles over the bed edge. You should be called Virginia, groaned Henry. We'll have to call an ambulance, moaned Virginia. What good is that? Henry tried a massive retreat with Virginia between his legs and his feet braced on the wall. We need a fire brigade, but we're not on fire. Virginia was being sensible. They separate people from cars. They can separate us. I'm not having a fireman poking me down there. She closed her legs in defiance, almost crushing Henry's jewels. If we call an ambulance, how will they get to us? The front door is locked. We'll go open it, facing each other, walking sideways. The paramedics, a man and a woman, were in great difficulties the moment they saw the two crabs swaying in the hallway. The man had stomach convulsions trying to suppress laughter, and the woman was wondering if she had actually wet herself. Why don't you grab his watsits and pull, suggested the woman. It's not in the manual, giggled the man. Don't you touch my watsits, roared Henry. I'll get a stretcher. The woman turned away, keeping her legs closed in case she fountained. That's no good. The thought almost paralysed the man with laughter. They'll fall over the edges. Victoria did not think it was funny and Henry was suddenly confronted with an awful thought. He wanted to pee. Passers-by watched in amazement as a large white sheet with four legs walking sideways was carefully guided into the ambulance by two hysterical paramedics holding each other up. The news of their entry and their problem bemused and amused the staff in emergency. The young doctor had been trained for disabilities, breakages and sickness not stuck bouncers. Okay, he had the biggest pair of forceps in the NHS, but as he walked around the couple, 
inspecting from every angle, he could find no anchorage point, nothing to grab, nothing to yank on. The senior doctor joined his walk, and then a nurse, and then a surgeon. This is not a medical condition, asserted the surgeon. It's psychological. It was a surgeon's well-proffered excuse when faced with a problem without an ending. Can't you shrink? The psychiatrist asked Henry. Henry explained he had shrunk so much he had almost disappeared. The psychiatrist pondered. It's your father's fault, Virginia, he decided. Virginia, during the cross-questioning, had revealed the drama that her father had skipped family when she was seven years old. You are frightened Henry will leave you, so you are holding on to him. Virginia paled. When will I let go? The psychiatrist, in true political style, dodged the question by asking another. Can we have an anaesthetist? He barked. The anaesthetic was inserted as near the entry point as the giggling anaesthetist could get. Science gripped the circle of fascinated medics as a drug wormed its way into the locked passion pouch. Henry didn't exactly exit with a pop, more of a bruised slither. Everyone shook hands except Henry, who was shaking hands with the old bruised friend in the toilet, as the rest retired to an office to drink a glass of congratulatory NHS champagne. But now it was the next Saturday. Usually Henry spent the day licking his lips in anticipation, but this time those lips were pursed with foreboding. Would the man trap snap shut? He really could not be poked, pulled and tickled again in his bedroom, in an ambulance and in hospital. They watched TV, only they didn't, each concentrating on their appointment with the sheets. I'm nervous, whispered Victoria. I'm terrified, warbled Henry, as he opened the bedroom window, letting in the cold, bracing November air. Don't push in case you get grabbed, advised Virginia. But a bounce is a bounce and cannot be messed with. Within seconds, Henry was fully committed and Virginia was pulsating with passion, with Henry bouncing like a happy bunny. Then the deed was done. Henry rolled over. So did Virginia. Not again. He groaned the groan of someone who has been taken prisoner, which he had. There was almost a fight in the ambulance centre to take the emergency call. The emergency ward echoed with howling laughter as two sheet-covered crabs arrived. Two nurses were holding each other up and the doctor slid to his knees, giggling hysterically. See you next Saturday, said the security guard as they left. Henry opened the bedroom window as usual and flopped onto the bed. Don't you come near me, Victoria snorted. She had spent the Monday in bed, waiting for the anaesthetic to fade before she could walk again. The hospital staff were chuckling so much they forgot they had already dosed her once and so she had been double dosed. If it's not physical or psychological, what can be the problem? Henry shivered as the chilled air filtered into the bedroom. We must have made love 30 times since we met, and now the jaws of hell have closed. But Victoria was not listening. Always on top of the bed, she whispered. Unless you count the kitchen table, the couch, the staircase, Henry never forgot a bounce wherever it was. Victoria got up and closed the window. Let's have a Monday bounce, she grinned. Are you mad? Henry's blood pressure escalated. It'll be all right. Victoria was stripping for action. Deciding it would be a waste of good blood pressure, Henry joined her party. Their bounce wasn't the usual all legs, arms and shouting. It was experimental. 
Henry advancing cautiously and then reversing with a look of terror on his face. Whoopee! With a giant giggle, Victoria pushed hard. No! But Henry was home, whether he liked it or not. And a bounce is a bounce and cannot be missed. Five minutes later, Henry rolled off. Delighted, he lay panting with Victoria, this time beside him. I'm free! Glee rippled through his body. But how? I closed the window, Victoria smirked. I suddenly realised we've always bounced with the window open, so I closed it. Bewilderment radiating from Henry's face prompted further explanation. Up to now it's been warm, but now it's chilly. Henry's penny still had not dropped. My fanny was cold, so it shut up. Within 12 hours, Henry had the answer. Three four-inch screws, sealing the window frame tightly shut. Music